Welcome to Motherhood and Career Collide. Hey, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Ashley. We are two working moms on opposite coasts with experience in both corporate America and healthcare. Now on a mission to redefine how career and motherhood collide. Between the two of us, we have six kids, ages six and under. Coming to you from in the trenches of modern motherhood. We sure are in the trenches, I would say. <laughs> yeah, <week>. you think? <laughs> yeah, this week for sure. Oh my God. So we're winding up 2020. I yeah. Like a lot to talk about, about this year, a lot to reflect on. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, when we were thinking about this topic, I just thought that, you know, everyone's looking for forward to 2021. Like it's going to be this magical experience um, after, you know, the unexpected turn that 2020 took. And I thought it would be really beneficial for us to kind of reflect on, you know, what we're bringing from 2020 to 2021 and talk through some of the things that we're really feeling about um, what we've learned or what we want to leave back in 2020. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a lot. I mean, there's obviously a lot of negative things we want to leave behind, right? Um, But focusing on the positive, I think will help us sort of take that leap into 2021 because really anything any little glimpse of positive in 2021 will be a win compared to what we went through this past year, to say the least. So what would you say is your positive from 2020 that you're taking with you? Yeah, so I think what has really been helpful through this is, uh, and I'm actually using this as a word, um, for 2021. And I'm not like big on, you know, claiming a word to the year, but I think during this whole experience of 2020, it's really helped me, um, kind of get through some of the hard moments and just remind myself of some of the things that, you know, are helpful during this time. So my word for 2021 is flexibility. And I think that's what 2020 taught me. Now, as a mom and a parent to three young children, I mean, that is something that's been taught to me so many times, but I think flexibility professionally and on how I navigate like my mental health and physical health and my relationships and just how I um, am able to connect with others in general Uh, it's forced a level of flexibility uh, from 2020 that I think can be really beneficial for 2021. I like it. I think flexibility is really important. Like you said, in motherhood, in the workplace, um, I am going to see you flexibility and raise you another word. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) 2020. Because now I feel challenged, right? Like, okay, that's your word for 2020. And my word that came immediately to me, and I feel like I've been saying it over and over and over again, I think a lot of people have, including you, I know, is pivot. 
So very similarly to the flexibility aspect, we also need to take that flexibility and and ride that in a different direction, right? Than we normally would. Cause I don't know about you, but I'm like a type A freak about certain things, especially my routine. And so if you ask me to number one, be flexible and number two, be flexible in a different direction than I'm used to being, I would have normally imploded. And I have imploded in the past when that has been asked of me. <laughs> but this year has definitely taught me that I need to be able to sort of think on my toes, understand that it's not about being so rigid, you know, in life and that pivoting is not a negative thing. It can actually be a seriously positive one. I love that. And that has definitely been a part of my world in 2020. And it is absolutely in the back of my head as we enter 2021, uh, as we were talking about, you know, this idea that 2021 is going to be this magical, different experience. I really don't um, see that. I negative Nelly. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Crushing our hopes and dreams. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. What do you see? What do you see it as? I see it as more of a place to be present in the moment. So I think what 2020 taught me was that I was always looking for like, when is it going to get better? When are things going to look different? When can we be over this pandemic? When can I start to connect with family and friends the way I used to? And that just brought like a ton of disappointment. And I didn't like that feeling. And it's kind of been a wave of that, especially out here in California, where we've like gone from really locked down to semi-lockdown to we're back to really locked down. Um, And so not trying to be a pessimistic, but just trying to be realistic and live in the now. So one of the things that 2020 also has brought to me is this idea of being present and accepting what the present state is and living within that, um, I don't know, that square box of what currently is. It's not that I don't look for the future and don't plan for the future, but I also am realistic about like what is going on right now so that my brain can get around the idea of being able to navigate the now without always dealing with these really high um, levels of optimism and then really low levels of disappointment. Yeah, it does. It ends up being this huge emotional roller coaster, right? Where you're just like, you get so excited and then you get so down for sure. And I think what you're saying really speaks to this whole, I mean, I call it a new theme. It's not, but it's a new theme to me is that whole mindfulness um, concept where you're really, you are, you're present, you're aware of your feelings, you're in the now, you're taking and sitting in that feeling and that emotion. We're giving space for all of that instead of like the hustle and bustle that we lived in, in 2019, for sure. You know, 2020, I think you sort of like, there's that morning of the loss of your life, right? The way it was before. Um, and I think it's hard to shift gears and shift routines. And 
So in doing so, you're always kind of battling against yourself. Like you're always like, you want to just be more flexible and you want to be able to pivot. But at the end of the day, you are kind of resisting yourself a little bit. And then I think finally, now looking back on it, what it's been, like you said, almost a year of us being in this pandemic and just finally, am I sort of coming to terms with it as well? Like, okay, this did give us some positives. Like you said, being in the now, you know, there's been so much change to people's work schedules. Some are positive, some are negative, but at least it's opened up those concepts. Um, so I, I'm with you. I think it was really a healthy year for personal growth you know, cause it forced you into these very uncomfortable feelings, no matter what they are, no matter what you went through, it puts you in some very uncomfortable places. Um, and there's something to be said for that because you can't grow without getting a little uncomfortable. Right. So I think, yeah. And I would echo that you can't grow if it's not uncomfortable. So when it's really hard and we are kind of in these really difficult transitions and difficult moments of navigating conversations, whether it's with family, friends, or in your household with your significant other, um, with your co-partner, whatever the scenario is, going back to that is like so hugely important that there is positive in in the darkness essentially. And I hate, I feel like I'm negative Nelly here, but I have to say, just speaking from experience of, you know, kind of getting to, um, where I am today, I look at those like really hard moments in my life and go, wow, like that made me the person I am today. And there's a reason why I had to go through this. This is a reason why I had to go the hard way to get, you know, to whatever scenario it was. Um, and the growth is like so exponential from that experience. It's, you know, taught me to be scrappy or whatever the scenario is for whomever it is. I think that that's a really solid thing that you can take away when you're in those really hard moments, especially I think when you're in those really hard moments in the early stages of motherhood. I mean, that is, so challenging in so many different ways and you grow exponentially from that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think we'd also be remiss not to mention, you know, the, the actual literal grief that some people have experienced this year, um, which is, I mean, the most painful, uncomfortable of all the feelings. But I think that as mothers, you know, we all are there for, we're there for you, you know, we're Mm -hmm. there to help ease even the tiniest bit that we can. And so I just wanted to share that if anyone is listening that did beyond, you know, put themselves in an uncomfortable position, but lose someone this Mm -hmm. year because of the pandemic that, you know, we are thinking of you too. And that, you know, it's, this has been an imaginable year all around. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I went through that this year and it is so hard for so many reasons. We couldn't gather to kind of celebrate that life. Um, and Mm -hmm. there's certainly some hard moments because of that. 
It's interesting though, because we did have some really um, beautiful moments in that hard. And, you know, with that being said, I, even though we were afar, there was this like really unique connectedness that happened in a very um, unusual set of circumstances. So Mm -hmm. I think that we, I can take that to 2021 in terms of how our family kind of band together in a more unique experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think these types of circumstances definitely do promote a level of connectedness that we need right now at this time, without a doubt. You know, I know you and I were talking yesterday about how, especially reviewing the year 2020 as working moms, you know, it doesn't necessarily look pretty all the time. It's not exactly going the way we want it to go. But in that personal growth, we're able to look back on this and say, we did it, like we got it done. And being able to say you did it is the win, the win in mm-hmm. this in this year, I would say. Like we can look back on this for the rest of our lives and say, wow, like I lived, I did that, you know, and it was hard and it sucked, but here I am on the other side of it and I'm a different person because of it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I will say like speaking to that, the other piece that I think I learned was so crucial to take to uh, 2021 is this idea of protecting your mental and physical health and really putting that at the top of the list. So I think for so many years, we've heard self-care, self-care, all of this, and and what that represented looked different for everyone. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've always come from the framework of it's a necessity Um, in terms of taking care of yourself, just like your physical health is a necessity. Like you go to the doctor's appointments or what have you to do your checkups. And um, on a physical level, we can always validate that. It feels like, okay, we're doing something that absolutely has to happen. And sometimes we let our mental health kind of take a back seat and let career and motherhood kind of Um, take over that experience of making sure you take care of yourself. Um, So 2020 has kind of highlighted that on another level, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And uh, while it's self-care is this like nice to have, now it's this really space where it is absolute necessity. So in order to navigate the highs and lows of this entire experience, Um, to where our support networks have been shrunk due to the circumstances that the pandemic brings, we're able to kind of say, all right, what do we actually need in order to function on a day-to-day basis? And what happens if I don't have that? Um, And it's an interesting thing to have gone through this year because I've identified the things that I thought I needed um, a couple times a week have become literally a daily practice of need. And when I don't have it, which does happen because life happens and work happens, I see the repercussions of it. And it's very visible because of 2020. Like what, what are the things that you thought you needed that now you're incorporating every day? If you can. Uh, Yeah, it is legit. Some type of movement. I cannot function without something. So it doesn't even have to be 
the level that I used to have it at. So I used to go to Orange Theory. I love those group fitness classes. That has always love, been, love class. yeah, it's, it's literally, mm -hmm. I'm uplifted. I love being able to put my phone into a cubby, not have accessibility yep. to it and be like Our shut Calais off for the for world. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that I got, love when phones aren't allowed in the workout space. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And so that got ripped away from us. Right. And, uh, I had to really get creative. And what I learned is that if I don't have something related to movement, I cannot continue, um, to function at a level that is beneficial for my career or my family. And so I've had to get, um, creative in the sense of finding a new version of that, which essentially is I'll do walks and phone a friend <laughs> and that has yeah. worked, you know, so I'll be on a walk. I'm getting that fitness, but I'm also getting some resemblance of a group connection by reaching out to someone, uh, via you're literally exercising your brain and your body at the same time by doing that. Yeah. 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 It's really great. And it's something I look forward to, which is something that I really looked forward to with Orange Theory. And now this is, you know, you know it's, it's different for sure. Uh, but I am a different person when I have that. Yeah, no, I think that's great. You were saying that, you know, talking about working out that physical where people find that more acceptable than necessarily practicing the mental health and how we need to find that balance. And it made me start thinking like, you know, the physical health, you, you can see it. Right. And it's like acceptable to exercise in that way. And the mental health, you can't see it. Right. Everyone's sort of gone down that road. Like, Oh, it's just as important, even though you can't see it. But I think taking it even another step further is understanding that just like your body needs to slowly build, you know, the endurance, the stamina, the capacity for, like weight training, right? Like mm -hmm. you're not going to walk into the gym and run 10 miles on the treadmill. Like your first time back, you're not going to walk up to the weight rack and squat, you know, 150 pounds the first time back. So I think we need to also give ourselves the mental grace in the same way. Like as you start doing these mindful things, or you start practicing, um, whatever it is for your mental health, whether it's going to a therapist or just taking a longer shower just to like shut down your mind. I think we get too um, caught up in, well, I didn't do enough or I didn't do it long enough. And I think it's important to sort of think of your mind the same way and give yourself that patience the same way you would give your body patience as you're trying to strengthen it. So just something maybe for someone to think about who's getting frustrated, like, oh, I tried to meditate and it didn't work. Right. So I'm totally that person. I'm really yeah. not a great meditator. And I remember being really impatient with myself and my mental health progress for so long until I finally started seeing the progress, but it's because I kept practicing the progress, you know? So there's something to be said about all of that. And hopefully this past year will bring light to those both aspects, the mental and the physical being equally as important moving forward, especially for, you know, busy working moms. Cause I think they need both really need both, not just one or the other. Yeah. And just to kind of 
um, piggyback on what you're saying there. I, today is a perfect example. And I always like to preface this by every stage in motherhood looks different. Every stage in where you're at with childcare looks different. Um, and career wise in terms of demands and flexibility looks different. So, um, today it was literally, I dropped my child off at school and I, I took the long way home (laughs) and I got a call from my husband being like, where are you? And it's 15 minutes later, the school is literally like three minutes from our house. (laughs) And I said, Oh, I, I'm driving by the ocean and taking some time for me. And he's like, for what? And I go, for me, you know, for me to collect my thoughts so I can navigate the day. And, um, you know, it could be as simple as that, I guess is what I'm trying to say is that through this pandemic, it really has um, provided the opportunity for us to adjust to what it looks like. And how it can um, function in your day-to-day when there's limitations everywhere. And would I say it's ideal? No, but there are ways that I've learned from this experience to allow myself still that time, whether I have three kids home um, in my house trapped for days and days and days, or I have the opportunity to, yeah, <laughs> or I have the opportunity to drop my kid off at school and go do that. Um, Anyway, it just kind of, there's, there's a lot that we can learn on how to provide that flexibility in 2021, because we ultimately are still in a pandemic um, for the near future. How about you? Anything else? Well, um, touch on what you said when you, when your husband called about for me. You said, I'm doing this for me. I think that should be the theme of 2021 for working moms. You know, no excuse needed. That is it. Why are you doing it? I'm doing it for me, not for you, not for anyone else. This is what I need. And you know what? That's not being selfish. And I know, especially with the whole Glennon Doyle untamed and like being selfless, you're losing oneself. And then, you know, that's not setting a good example and you should be, you know, strong, proud person. Um, but I think there's really something to that really seriously, something to that. You need to take care of yourself, which we know the oxygen mask on first, but women have a hard time justifying it and defending it. Right. And I don't think you need to quote unquote, defend it. You just literally say for me, that's it. That's your answer. You know why? Oh, well this, and I was tired and the kids were awake and they woke me up four times last night and I just, I needed a breather. This is what we do to ourselves, right? Yeah. Oh, you basically said to your husband, F that I'm doing this for me. And that's it. Conversations done. Conversations over. You own it. And that's it. What are, what's anyone going to say to that? I think that's beautiful. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, what's funny is like my thought process behind that is I want to get off the phone and continue this time. So I'm not providing anything else. Like, what's up? Do you need something? I'll talk to you later. Yeah. But you don't owe, you don't owe anyone anything. Right. No, it's so true. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So totally. I think that's, that's the magic, um, two words for 2021. Um, I think we came up with four great ones, right? Flexibility, pivot, for me. Yes. 
there we go. We're ready. We're ready so, to go. I think this was awesome. This is always such a, such a fun conversation with you, but I, I need to know, cause I feel like we need to end obviously on a fun, lighthearted, the magic question, how did motherhood and career collide for you this week? So it's interesting. It's very much uh, 2020 pandemic world on how it collided. Uh, so my, I am fortunate enough that my kids are still in school, but uh, my neighbor's scenario is different. And uh, they have short days, like hybrid days. So that's two hour um, blocks of time. And she was talking to me about how she didn't know how she was going to swing this. Both her and her husband uh, have to go into an office. And um, I said, why don't I just come work from your home while your kids are on Zoom for Mondays? And then I'll help you pick up your uh, middle schooler because I'm right down this, a street from there and I have to pick up my other, my daughter and I'll just grab, grab your middle schooler on the way back. Yeah. So, you know, I think when I say motherhood and career collided here, it was just really like supporting the, the network here, you know, yeah. really the thing that is lacking right now in 2020 is that level of support and because we are already kind of in this pod with our neighbors, they have kids around the same age. It was, I'll absolutely do that for you. Uh, so you don't have to go back and forth from work or worry that what's going on at home. I'll be there. I'll just go over there and work. And it was so easy. I'm like, man, oh my gosh, look at the ages of your kids. Wow. This is like so nice. <laughs> Maybe that was the, the good karma coming your way for doing, you know, doing this nice thing. But I think that's so beautiful. I think that in this day and age, as you said, you know, a lot of people feel that they'd be putting you out or they feel that it, they don't, feel comfortable asking for that help for, you know, so many slews of reasons, but I just think it's nice that number one, you offered and number two, she accepted and it's working, you know, and that's really what community is about. I think we've really put ourselves in these like little compartments that we call homes and don't branch out enough into our community in order to really support each other in the ways that we need. And that's where we get these feelings of isolation and loneliness and lack of support. And so that's amazing. I love that, that you were able to make it collide in a positive way. Mine was not so positive. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to know. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so embarrassed. I, I forgot to pick up my five-year-old at kindergarten today. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I just forgot. I was so into work. I was just working on working mom notes, just trying to get like all these things organized this morning. And I'm looking at my, you know, watch. And I'm like, all right, I have a 12 o'clock meeting and yada, yada. And so, okay, it's 1130. I'm good. I have 30 minutes left. Oh, the house is so quiet. This is so nice. The baby is napping. Like I'm, I'm going to, you know, keep working hard here. And also my phone rings and it's my, my daughter's teacher. And the worst part was that 
I still didn't even process when I saw the teacher's name come on the phone. I was like, why is she calling me? And then my second thought was, oh yeah, Stella's at school. Gosh, I hope she's okay. Oh, like I bet is she sick? And then I, my first thought was like, oh my gosh, she's sick. And then the third thought was, oh my God, I was supposed to pick her up 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I literally picked up the phone and I didn't even say hello. I just, I was like, um, I'm so sorry. And she just started <laughs> laughing and I said, I will be right there. Cause similarly we live about four minutes from her school. So I said, I will be there in five minutes. And so she's like, don't worry, no problem. And luckily my daughter was very sweet about it and was not upset. Um, so I learned my lesson though. Maybe set an alarm for for when to go pick them up. But yeah, so that's how motherhood and career collided for me. Just totally forgot about the kids because I was so engrossed in work. Oh my gosh, I know there are mothers all over the world here, basically right in the bunker with you. And I can relate as a Actually, I don't know if it actually, what the scenario was exactly, but something like that happened with my mom and I, and I remember walking home and, uh, this was, you know, obviously years and years and years ago, I was older than kindergarten. Um, and it was after an after school program, I was at the YMCA and I, my mom was supposed to pick me up at some time. I thought maybe I was off. I don't know what the scenario was, but I remember walking home and my mom like losing her mind in the sense of just fear because she couldn't find me. And this yes. is before cell phones and all these different right. things. So thank goodness for technology now for these reasons. And she found me like she found me walking home or whatever. But right. like, her first right. thought was like, where's Kim? And what happened? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. would be scary. I'd be scared too. If like you go to pick your kid up where they're supposed to be and then they're not there and you can't contact them. Yeah. That yeah. would be very scary. Yes. But the point is I never thought she wasn't an amazing mom or that <laughs> she like anything was, I just thought like somehow we crossed, um, crossed information incorrectly. And I was yeah. just going to take it upon myself to walk home. Um, but you know, it was never about like, because I didn't, you know, I forgot like that somehow I was right. a great mother. So you right. are still well, that's reassuring. <laughs> Thank you. That's very reassuring. <laughs> Unbelievably. So my five-year-old, when I picked her up was so concerned and I was like, are you okay? Cause I was so concerned cause I felt so bad. And she was like, I thought you got in a car accident oh. and I, then it made me feel even worse. Right. Because this poor little girl thinks that I'm like hurt. Right. And that's why I'm late was the first thing that her mind went to. And I just, you know, then I was like, well, what do I tell her? So I just said, I'm so sorry. I just, I got distracted. I lost track of time and I'm owning it. I am so, so sorry. And she's like, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> Oh my God. But yeah, I mean, it is comical when it happens like one time, hopefully it won't happen for a while now. <laughs> right. I feel yeah. like that for 2020. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> at the end of the year, I guess. <laughs> so true. Well, I think we've said it all. We have like some really concrete oh things I think for 
2021, you know, I don't, I don't lend myself to not be realistic. I always kind of go on this thought process that we have to take what we've learned from this experience and kind of do what feels right for 2021. And, you know, I'm optimistic, but I'm also like realistic, I guess is really what it comes down to. And I also think you're saying we shouldn't set our expectations too high. Like it's not going to be like a turn of the, you know, a drop of the ball, you know, a click, a what? A click of the clock. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the sayings are. (laughs) Basically like it's not going to be different just be caught for, you know, in 24 hours, like the yeah, the light switch turn. doesn't like. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, it's 2021. The pandemic's over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's something to be said about that just in life in general, you know, because we live by these milestones, like birthday milestones and this and that and graduations and births of children and grade levels and, you know, whatever you want to call it. And it sort of puts like an end to specific eras, right? So we're so used to like working our way towards those end goals, but really time is fluid, right? Yeah. So like maybe if we sort of shifted our mindset to more of a fluid concept, we wouldn't be so disappointed, you know, at times when we, when really it's just a fluid experience. So like December 31st is not going to be this you know, insanely different experience than January 1st. And maybe that's where we need to shift, like you said, our own mindsets and be more present. Like, okay, this is what we have right now. Like maybe things are surging and, you know, just because it's 2021, but there's also something to be said about like, you know, positivity, like, okay, this is my year. I'm going to go get it. But I think that can backfire too. If we, you know, overreach. (laughs) Yeah. Let's said many a time. Stay the course. <laughs> yeah, steady the course yep. and and find joy in the ride and um mm-hmm. you know surf that wave. Uh as a Southern California resident here, I have to put that in there. All the beautiful um, metaphors. Yeah. All the th- all the feels. All the feels. Uh, mm-hmm. But I am so thrilled that whoever's listening. Um, hopefully you got something out of this and, uh, we are really thankful for what I personally feel in terms of what I got out of this year, even though there's been a lot of hard and, um, we're excited for, you know, kind of what our podcast is going to bring this year. And, um, hopefully you will, uh, join in the ride with us, uh, as we kind of navigate this new format, uh, where we kind of just chat about stuff. Yes. I love, I mean, always love chatting with you and it's always, you know, very, a very thought provoking conversation. And I think we have endless things to talk about and, in the positive, I think 2021 will be that year where there's going to be a lot of positive changes and shifts in so many different aspects of all of our lives. And I um, am really excited to talk about it with you every, you know, every week. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know, you can visit us at, on our socials that we have, which is uh, for me, it's learning motherhood and for Ashley, it's it's working mom notes. Yes. On Instagram, that's us learning motherhood, working mom notes. 
same thing on Facebook, right? We're kind of mm-hmm. everywhere. And then on LinkedIn, I mean, you name it, Twitter. <laughs> I mean, whatever floats your boat, Pinterest. I even set up like a little Pinterest Ooh. account. I know, I know. I really should get up on that. But um, yeah, we're everywhere. Our websites are up and running. You have a beautiful one rolling out sooner than later. So mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting. This month it'll roll out. So lots of new things coming our way. So thanks for joining us and we'll uh, talk to you all soon. Yes. Have a good one, ladies. Thank you for listening. We hope you find support in our words. For more, come find us on Instagram at Motherhood Career Collide or on our websites, learningmotherhood.co and workingmomnotes.com. We would be so grateful if you could leave us a review and share this episode with a friend that needs to hear this discussion. We are all in this together. And as a reminder, you are not alone. You are doing your best and you are enough.